Good Friday. Why do we think about these things and consider them good? Why do we look at the history of a good man, a helpful man, a man who could do signs and wonders? Why do we look at him? Could it even be called good? We don't like death. We don't like it. It frightens us. It's horrible. Nobody here uh, wants to do those things. It's a terrifically scary and sad thing. And yet somehow we've learned to call it good because it wasn't without purpose and meaning. And I want to think about that as we look at these two, these words uh, from from uh, Paul's letter to Colossians that we read. He talked about quite a lot of things, and I want to draw out just two of them uh, this afternoon. Um, The first one is that he talks about us being reconciled, that means being brought back to God, being put back together with God by his body. Being put back together with God by his body. The things were apart And now they've been brought together. That's the first thing that Paul mentioned in our reading. The second thing was that he has made peace with God through his blood. He's made peace. I didn't even know. Hands up if you thought you were at war with God. I kind of thought he was a nice person. But I didn't realise that I was at war with God, that I, there wasn't peace between us. So I want to look at those. Paul takes us back to, uh, I've got this doohickey not working properly. Are you able to advance it, Sue? Brilliant, thank you very much. Um, Paul takes us back to his understanding of the Last Supper. This is the time, bef- the night before Jesus died. He's gathered his friends together for a special meal. It's a very important occasion. And Jesus wants to talk to them about what it means. And the first thing he talks about is this bread. Can you advance it again? Thank you very much, Sue. You're anticipating stuff. Now, the first thing he says is he takes some bread. Uh, This is is a flat bread. It's 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 effectively a pita bread, but it's not like the bread we eat, but it's close to the bread that they would eat. And this bread doesn't look particularly special, but Jesus says... This bread is my body. Jesus said, this bread is, my, is me. It represents me. Now, I don't know what you would think of if you were going to be represented by something, but this bread, Jesus chose to represent him. You understand a bit about Jesus when we understand a bit about the bread. Now, in the Old Testament was a very important story. I'm about to remember this really important story. And the story is about their exodus, their escape from slavery in Egypt into the Promised Land. And the bread was to be eaten as a reminder of how quickly they had to leave. But it was also they left because God had rescued them that God had drawn them out. He was taking them away. And Jesus said, I'm like that event. I'm like that occasion. Do you remember the time when God led you out of Egypt, out of slavery, out of oppression, into freedom? That's the event. That's why the bread is representing me, because of what God did then. 
Now, that's really important, isn't it? Because we understand that he wants us to take and eat this bread to help us remember him. Hands up who's been to a birthday party this year. Who's been to a birthday party this year? Anyone been to a birthday? I've been to several, actually. Quite a lot going on in my family at the moment. Hands up, then. Keep your hands up if you've been to a wedding as well. I've managed a wedding. Right. Hands up who's been to a birthday. Hands up who's been to a, a wedding. Oh, it's, it's early days. Right. Okay, good. So, if you were at a wedding, can I have the next one, please? Right. And you get birthday cake at a birthday. And the important thing about that is that you're a guest remembering the party, remembering the occasion, remembering the event. And so it's really important that when you receive, when you're given some bread, uh, some, some cake at a birthday or a wedding, you're one of the guests. You're there to share in what's happened. You're there to share in, in celebrating what's going on. You're a participant. You, you identify yourself. You say, somebody say, how have you got that cake? You'll say, well, I'm Ian's friend. It was his birthday and he gave me some cake. That's exactly it. Jesus says, take this bread, because if you're one of the people who believes that I've set you free, then this bread is for you. Why have you got that bread? Because I believe Jesus set me free. This is what it represents. We hold on to it. It's important. Jesus said, this bread, I want you to have it, share it. And when we share it, we remind ourselves that he set us free. He's led us out of darkness. That's what the lesson started with. Out of darkness into light. Out of slavery into freedom. Out of sin into forgiveness. And that's really, really important. When we sh The first good thing. What's the first good thing? It's a bit lackluster, come on. <laughs> What's the first good thing? He has set us free. Thank you very much. The first good thing is he set us free. Right, the second thing that Jesus offered at this special meal with his friends was a cup of wine. It's most supposed to be a cup of blessing. But Jesus says, this wine is like my blood. Now, that's not a nice thing. But what does he mean? What's going on? Now, it's really important to try and understand why blood is important in Jewish thought, in Israel's thought. Let's think a minute about the, one of the first stories we read when we were looking at the um, nation's favorite stories. Who remembers the story of Cain and Abel? Story of Cain and Abel. What happened in the story of Cain and Abel? Cain killed Abel. How did God know? More than that, Abel's blood cried out to him from the ground. So we've always understood, or believers in God have understood, that blood is a price or what happens when we do wrong to one another. It's like this kind of debt. There's this thing that can't be dealt with. It's a, I can't, a critical idea for us. We're the sort of people who say, oh, well, forgive and forget. Or, well, bygones be bygones. Or... Well, they would say that, wouldn't they? But actually, it's serious. Because when we harm one another, we harm and we offend the image of God. Who here is made in the image of God? Shocking, isn't it? But we are all made in the image of God. And when we offend one another, when we harm one another, 
when we harm and do harm to ourselves, we offend the image of God. And there's a debt for that, which the Bible measured in blood. Now, can we have the next theme, please? So, when Jesus is at this meal, he said, this is my blood of the new covenant. And the disciples are probably thinking, blood? What's going to happen now? What's, gonna go, what's going on? But he's talking about a new covenant. Now, in the Old Testament, we're going to be careful here. In the Old Testament, there was a day. Moses prayed for 40 days. Who can pray for 40 days? Who can pray for 40 minutes? Who can pray for 40 seconds? Okay, great. Okay. Moses prayed for 40 days for the forgiveness of his people. And at the end of it, God came to them and said, I will forgive the people. And this is what you must do as a sign of my forgiveness. There will be said, was I want you to kill a goat and I want you to sprinkle half its blood at the altar like that. And the rest of it, and the rest of it, I want you to sprinkle over the people. Not much left. <laughs> not much left. But I'm, going to, I'm just going to sort that up. It's not. I'll pop that there. So the blood, the blood was a reminder that God would forgive them, that there would be a time. So when Jesus is saying, this is my blood, he knows what's going to happen. God is going to take it as the payment for the sin because that blood was splashed against the altar. That's the place where you do business with God. And we know the only place to do business with God is with Jesus. And Jesus said, that's what's going to happen to me. My blood will be used to pay instead of what you owe. Instead of the debts that you've racked up, instead of the sin that you've committed, I'll pay. And we're reminded that that was something that the Jews held on to, God's people held on to for a long time. Can you pass me the next one? Thank you. Because what they did was they remembered that in a day called the Day of Atonement, Yom Kippur. And in Yom Kippur, on a goat, and they sent that goat out into the desert to remind themselves that their sin would be taken away. But what God wants to do, he does it all to bring peace between us. Because where there is a debt to be paid, I don't think any peace can be had, can it? We know that when there's debt between us, there's no peace, is there? And so when what God is doing is, I'm going to make peace with you, my people. I'm going to do it. Now, sometimes uh, we think about God being really mean and that Jesus was a really good person and, and God just used him as a victim. And wow, poor old Jesus, you know, why did God pick on him? But our reading reminds us that this was God himself. All the fullness of God was also in Jesus. Jesus was God too. It was his blood. It was a God's blood that paid for your sin, that paid for my sin that paid my debts, that made me clean, that put me at peace, at one with God. The God who gives himself to free his people and forgive them and be his children is a good God.
quite good Friday because of what God has done for us. With that in mind, 